Americans are getting married later than ever. The average is age 27 for women and 29 for men. Many will never get married at all. In fact, today, more than half of American adults are single, but they're still looking for love, especially now as Valentine's Day approaches. It's a time when people are really thinking about being in a relationship if they're not already and what that means. Ken Page is a psychotherapist in private practice, a popular blogger on psychology today, and author of the best-selling book Deeper Dating, How to Drop the Games of Seduction and Discover the Power of Intimacy. He offers research-backed ways to find a match that will last. I think that there are a lot of single people who are very happy being single, might not even want a relationship. But I do think that the majority of single people would love to have a relationship that's passionate and caring and kind, a person with whom they could build a life in the world together with. And Valentine's Day really highlights that, and sometimes in a very painful way, because everyone's making such a fuss about relationships right and left. So it can leave people also with an empty feeling, and then many people want to try to find a relationship by Valentine's. However, looking for a romantic partner with a clock ticking isn't the best way to go about it. But then Paige says most people have no idea what the best way is. The choice of a life partner... The search for a good relationship is one of the greatest and most important missions of our entire lives. You know, the quality of our days, our nights, our children's lives, our futures depend on the quality of our primary relationship more than perhaps anything else. And yet we're sent out into the world with the most woefully inadequate skill set in how to find that love. We're taught, just go out there and look for the person you're attracted to and hope it's mutual and hope it'll work out. Well, you know, the odds of approaching the search for love in that way are just about the odds of a Las Vegas slot machine. They're not really good. And what I found is that the ways we search for love really often determine the kind of love that we find. Part of the problem, Page says, is cultural. We search expecting instant attraction. And if it doesn't happen, then he or she must not be the one. People are presented with these kind of misty-eyed, over-romanticized images of what love looks like and what love should look like. Falling in love at first glance, these passionate kind of immediate experiences of just deeply falling in love, and people measure themselves against these kind of very over-romanticized notions. It's not that falling in love head over heels doesn't happen. It does, and Paige says it can be a storybook romance. But our culture teaches us that that's the only way that real love gets found. And that's very untrue, because that can happen. But that immediate head-over-heels experience is not the best indicator of the success of a long-term relationship. The best indicator, and this is actually really interesting, the single factor that is the greatest indicator of success and happiness in a relationship, it's one quality, and that quality is kindness. If both partners have that quality of kindness, it's one of the greatest forecasters of a healthy relationship. So if the two of you are falling head over heels, that's glorious and wonderful. But be aware of who that person is. Be aware of what your attraction is made of. But how do you know what your attraction is made of when you're looking online? Today, more than 40 million Americans are members of online dating sites. And right now, through Valentine's Day, is their busiest time of the entire year. 
Obviously, how online dating works determines the results people get. I would certainly not say that it's a bad tool, and I would say in many ways it's an incredibly valuable tool. But I think that the road that people are led down in how they use online dating is a road that leads to a lot of unhappiness and a lot of false starts. When you are reduced to choosing the person that you're going to spend your life with, maybe raise children with, share your future with, and that's reduced down to swipe left or swipe right, depending on if you are interested or not, that does end up being limiting. It ends up being limiting in a few different ways. It's also dehumanizing. A person's entire being is reduced to a picture. So Page says most people go online mostly with a picture in their minds, their ideal of instant physical attractiveness. When you're doing online dating, because there's such a vast multitude of people, you think, well, why don't I just go for my exact scratch-the-itch physical type? Why don't I go for the person who's going to be it for me physically? Just kind of my type. And because there are so many people, you can hunt for that exact type. But what are you searching for? You're searching for a set of cheekbones, a kind of shape of eyes, an exact physique that has nothing to do with the human being underneath that. That's nothing like meeting somebody in person. Face to face, you might start talking with somebody who you think isn't quite your type. But something about her makes you laugh. Something about him makes you feel warm and safe. And you start developing a sense of attraction that's based on who the person really is. It's very hard to make that happen in online dating because online dating guides people to ask this question. Who am I immediately most attracted to right now? We're taught to look for the person who attracts us and then hope that they share our values and that they inspire us by who they are. Well, it's not smart to do it that way. We need to place inspiration on the same level or even a higher level than we place immediate physical attraction. Page says a good match needs to have some physical attraction, but the object of your affections doesn't have to be a 10. Many of the best matches are with people you might think are a 5 or a 6 or a 7. If somebody seems like they could be in the ballpark of attraction, take the next step and read what the profile has to say. If you see qualities of inspiration there, you might want to take the next step and speak to the person. But the truth is that attractions can grow. That we can be attracted to people who excite us but aren't good for us. And we can also be attracted to people who excite us and are good for us. These are what I call attractions of inspiration. Those are attractions where we're attracted to somebody because we respect who they are. We like how they treat us. We like the kind of person they're trying to be in the world. And we like who we become when we're with them. Those are the relationships that are the path to happiness. And if you have an absolutely incredible physical attraction, Page says it might be a reason to put up warning flags. Couples theory teaches us the people who attract us the most intensely, the people who make us weak need, often do so not just because they're attractive, but because on some unconscious level they remind us they have some of the most painful qualities that our primary caregivers, usually our parents, had as well. And unconsciously, we feel 
that they are capable of hurting us in some similar ways that we've been hurt. And we want to get them to finally love us right. Now, most of this is unconscious, but God, is it compelling. And those attractions are so powerful because unconsciously, we feel like if we can win this person over, we'll have healed a wound from childhood. We'll have somehow gone back to the original scene of the crime and gotten healing. Okay, now that you know what to look for in others on an online dating site, how do you present yourself? If you are reduced to a picture, what should it say? You want pictures that make you look attractive of course, and don't look like you're just looking to hook up. You want pictures that make you look attractive but are not overly seductive because that leads to a sense of distrust. But what you also want is a picture that not just makes you look good, but kind of shows who you are. The kind of picture that you look at it or your friends look at it and they say, yeah, that captures you. And those are the kind of pictures that just kind of offer a little bit of a glint of who you really are. And then there's your profile. People think that it's very important to write a very witty profile. Well, I can pretty much assure you that a witty profile might win some, but it's not the key to what's going to find you love. What does is writing a profile that really reveals who you are, that has warmth, that has vulnerability, and that has authenticity. A lot of people in their profile also give a long list of the things that they don't want and the things that they do want. And I really recommend that people pull back on that. There are some definites. Maybe, for example, you want someone who's not a smoker, and that's just definite, and that's really fine. But you don't want to give a kind of list, a long litany of what you're looking for and what you're not, because that doesn't invite people. It pushes people away. But even if you avoid that temptation and seem to have found your perfect match, there's still one very big hurdle to overcome, what Page calls the wave of distance, the single biggest saboteur of new love. He says most new couples go through it. You meet somebody, you've got some attraction to them, and then over the next few dates you find that they are kind and decent and consistent and available and they like you back. And all of a sudden your interest plummets. They go down in value in your head and you want to go back to the hunt. You think, maybe I can do better. Or you find that all of a sudden their laugh just irritates you incredibly. You find these little things that are just really frustrating. And then you think, well, my attraction's gone away. I better keep looking. I better not lead this person on because that's not going to be fair to them. And you leave. But no one has told you that what you were experiencing was not the loss of attraction, but the wave. And the wave happens when we meet someone who likes us back. Page says what most people don't know is that the wave is a manifestation of fear. It's normal, and most of the time it passes. So he says, don't run, give it some time, and maybe think about celebrating. Because if you experience the wave, you may have found the one. You can find out much more about Ken Page and his book, Deeper Dating, on his website, deeperdatinggifts.com, or through a link on our website, radiohealthjournal.net. I'm Reed Pence. The number one always gets the spotlight, but what about your number two? It's uncomfortable to discuss, but your number two can be an indicator of your gastrointestinal health. Dr. Anish Sheth, gastroenterologist and co-author of the book, What's Your Poo Telling You?, says constipation is one of the most frequent digestive complaints. 
Many people experience occasional irregularity, but constipation is generally defined as having fewer than three bowel movements a week, and they may be difficult to pass. For constipation that keeps coming back, Dr. Sheth recommends seeing a doctor. He suggests writing down a list of symptoms, how often they occur, and what treatments you've tried. Your doctor needs detailed information to try to identify the cause of your constipation. Recurring constipation could be a symptom of conditions such as irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or chronic idiopathic constipation. And be certain to speak candidly with your doctor to determine how best to manage your condition. For more information, visit aboutyourgut.com. Inventory isn't about products, kid. It's about money. Products sitting on shelves is money sitting on shelves. I hate overstock. I hate understock. I hate wasting time. I hate wasting money. That's why I love Granger. Granger Keepstock Solutions help us manage our facility's inventory so we have exactly what we need when we need it. No more, no less. It's inventory management my way. Get it? Got it? Good. Visit Granger.com slash Keepstock for more information. Granger, for the ones who get it done.